From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. Welcome to the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion Disneyland Edition for the week of November 8th, 2012. I'm your host, Tom Bell, and I'm joined by our Disneyland team, Wayne Toigo and Tony Spatel. Nancy Johnson is taking some time off this week to take care of some family business, and Mary Jo will, she will join us in a little bit. In this week's show, Tony will tell us about his recent breakfast at Goofy's Kitchen, and we'll have a preview of holidays at the Disneyland Resort. All that plus this week's news and roundtable rapid fire on this edition of The Guys Diz Unplugged. <laughs> yeah, what's up, man? What's up? <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, Tony, you ate sandwiches. Yes, I ate plenty of sandwiches because the Earl is finally open. <laughs> Yay! And if you're not, if you're just a Disneyland listener, then yeah. and you never go to Disney World, Earl means nothing to you. Unless you go to Vegas, because it's there too. But Earl of Sandwich opened, and I was able to go to the preview event, and um, Mario right. Lopez was there. Woo-hoo. Very exciting. Yes, exactly. uh, he wore a lot of makeup. And, um, oh, jeez, nice. They, uh, they did the ri- official ribbon cutting, which uh, Mickey did. And Robert Earl, the founder, was there. And um, So it's a real person. It's a real person, yes. And um, what like Taco I, Bell. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Um, and so what was nice was afterwards, after the kind of media event, you got to go in and they were bringing around trays of sandwiches. And so you, I was able to try ones that I hadn't tried before. So eventually we'll do a review, and I'm not going to say that now, what I did, what um, I was able to try or, or anything. But um, I just want to say for anybody who's been to the one in Orlando, this one looks nicer. And um, the seating area, they have this really large kind of patio, which is shaded directly across from ESPN Zone, was really nice. And I think after, you know, when I ate there and enjoyed it and everything, which I always do, I think hands down now, Disneyland Hotel kills all the other hotels because now you have Earl of Sandwich right there, too. Now, somebody was saying that the sandwiches are a dollar more here than they are in Orlando. I don't know they what were, the price. They, they were six ninety nine. Okay, what's the price in Orlando? Do you know? I don't know. Okay. And so I, I'm I'm guessing based on the data you just gave me that they would be five ninety nine. <laughs> but you know, it was on the internet. I don't you know, don't believe everything you read. On but the you know internet, what? Six ninety nine for Downtown Disney is right. the best deal you're gonna get. Anywhere, be a Nap- yeah. the, the the Napolini when you get those sandwiches and pizza, it's, it sets you back. And I just think the lines are going to be crazy. And I was talking to the manager, said the lines have been crazy because I, there's not a lot of cheaper food, and those sandwiches are filling. They're not like footlongs or anything, but for six ninety nine, and then you get your discount, your uh, passholder discount. I I can see a lot of people going, myself included. Uh-huh. And then back to my Disneyland hotel thing. Okay, so now if you're in, what, the Adventure Tower, you walk right. a few steps, and you're right there. Yeah, yeah, it's right outside. Especially if you have a family. I uh, Hey, I love whitewater snacks, but I could just go there and get a sandwich. And So, yeah, I'm looking forward to eating there. And I asked about when I work, because, you know, I work in Anaheim. So I said, you know, if I called, oh, if you call, you don't have to wait in line. You can just come in and pick it up, which actually is probably a good thing to tell everybody. If you're staying at a hotel and there's a long line, call. 
and then come down and oh yeah, kit to it's like, pick up it's like room, room service almost. Yeah, but um, see, and even for us folks that's gonna you know drive down, I can see head into the downtown Disney parking lot, pick up lunch. Parking will be free because you're only there for an hour or so. And head back with a nice lunch in the car. That would be great. And, you know, now they think about the calling in. So you're in the park. You call as you're leaving the gate. By the time you walk there, you don't have to wait in line. You get your sandwich. And Oh, yeah. Do you have that it's, phone number handy? Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> Some people, I'm not going to. Now, I mean, I'll call four people if they want, but there's going to be a service fee. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think it's going to be extremely popular. And I noticed well, no difference between the good sandwiches I've had in Vegas and the good sandwiches I've had in Orlando and these. They're all the same quality and very good, I and, think. And they have all the sides and the drinks and everything? It was exactly the same. Nice. One thing they did here, though, that I noticed that they don't have in Orlando is they have a queue line. Inside, there's actually, you know, like four metal sets of metal rails to go in and out. Like, you know, what wrap around, whatever you call that. Because it, yeah. like, went around the store practically in Orlando, right? Yeah, you kind of just were in a line and yeah. then you went outside. But, yeah, yeah. But I think it's going to be more crowded here because of the price. Right. And because downtown Disney here, unlike Orlando, has a lot more locals going just to hang out. Right. Well, and it's here you can go outside the parks and go to downtown Disney, whereas in Orlando you have to take a bus to go to downtown Disney. Yeah. A so separate I, trip. Yeah. And they do serve breakfast. Ooh, oh really? Yes, they have breakfast sandwiches, which I have not partaken in. Oh wow! But they do have that's a big they, word. But they do have yeah, I know. But they do have breakfast. They have breakfast in Orlando, but I don't just. I mean, that's a a much bigger uh, e- event. That's not the right word. It's a lot more effort to go right. to downtown Disney for breakfast in Orlando. Right. Right. Whereas here, you're at one of the parks. You can just go in and get a sandwich and grab it right on the way park. from the hotel to the yeah. 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 So, anyways. How exciting. Yes, finally. Excellent. Uh, Does anybody else have any housekeeping? I have one real quick one, maybe not so quick. Um, Lots of our news stories lately have talked about counterfeit passes and things like that. Mm -hmm. Well, I've been noticing on the Diz a thread about Disneyland having separate lines for four- and five-day passes now, and they are checking IDs, and they're having you sign your pass, and so it looks like they're cracking down finally on, I guess we would call it renting Disneyland passes. And yeah. don't forget the uh, x-ray scanner where it takes the whole your whole entire body. Oh, stop. Like at the airport? No? <laughs> okay. So, we don't, tell, biometric pe- scanner we don't tell people oh. about that. Oh, Okay. So, what's your thoughts on that, Wayne? Um, it, you know the way the way ticket prices have gone and everything, it does not surprise me. But this has got to be interim because that all kind of goes away when XPass comes in or FastPass Plus. Sorry, right. um, once they can attach a ticket to a real person via right. the, the bracelet wrist, or whatever, yeah. then that probably won't be necessary. But with the tickets, yeah, there's historically been no reason um no way to prevent handing off the pass to somebody right, else so right. always buy the maximum and 
Yeah, it's a little more hassle for the guests, a little more hassle for the um, ticket takers. But, you know, I don't... That's the rule is you use your ticket, you sign your ticket, so... I mean, they're just in, in finally enforcing the rules, like you know the rumor of the impending fast pass rules yeah. being enforced. Yeah. It's like you know the rules have been there, so it's just that they're enforcing them now, and people aren't happy about it. Speaking well, of rumors, I didn't know if we wanted to turn this into a rumor segment. <laughs> I'm starting what to have, hear. What have more, you heard? I'm starting to hear more and more discussion about. Um, FastPass uh, time enforcement yes. com- coming rapidly yes. to Disneyland. Yeah. That's kind of, yeah, I was referring. Yeah, and what what do they mean by enforcement? Or what have you the heard? one hour the one hour window? You, well, you have they're... to come. You have to come within your return time. I like, even just, just read like on Disney the, World. Yeah, I've even read on the Diz um, a couple of stories where right now select cast members are turning folks away who aren't within their return window times. I don't think it's across the board, um, but there's definitely traffic on this on this topic more and more recently. I've I think I think I think we're closer than we might think. I, I bet you by spring, Wayne's guess, um, we're gonna start seeing seeing that come into effect. Well and do you think part of that is because of the new kind of the rumors of the tiered like X Pass or Fast Passes, that's part of the Absolutely. reason. Absolutely. Oh yeah. No question. They've got to they've got to put the fast passes they gotta start enforcing that before they can do the other. Because just like at Disney World, the whole system really doesn't work unless they can control access and capacity. And so that means you've got to be able to control fast pass capacities at each attraction. Each restaurant, each attraction, everywhere. Which again goes to the idea of them trying to focus more on the uh, vacationer and less on the pass holder. Uh-huh. And since it's such a locals park, I just think it'll be interesting to see how. Of course, it's gonna there's gonna be negative reaction, but it just seems that that's something that will help out the vacationer, which I'm all for, especially now that they're spending more money and stuff. But it seems you know. The, so, so many locals know stuff, and okay, well, I'm going to go and get all the fast passes, and you know, do that whole tag team system, and I think that that's going to discourage some of them. Which, I mean, hey, the rules are the rules; it doesn't bother me. I'm just making comments. It's I just think we're, go ahead, Wayne. I think we're going to see a lot of procedural changes in this next year. Um, we just briefly touched last time on the changes coming to Christmas and I think I think that bears repeating this time even if it isn't official but there's enough again enough rumor out there if you want to get in Christmas for free make your plans and get out to Disneyland Resort this year because just like the Halloween party we may very likely in fact I'd be I'd be willing to bet you more than a churro <laughs> throw in an earl um that next year we see all the popular Christmas events, candlelight procession, the Christmas parade, even the Believe in Holiday Magic fireworks show being combined into a special ticketed Christmas party at Disneyland. 
this is going to be unprecedented, but mark my word, we're going to see it next year. Well, it's funny you say that because when I was researching news, it's like we have the same you know vibe that we're going. I read an article about that um, on eBay, the hard-ticketed uh, Halloween Mickey's Scary Halloween Jamboree Jam. Mickey's not so, not Thank so, you. Yeah, yeah, not so scary, whatever it is. Yeah. It's the guy show. I was trying to make it all street. Yeah. Anyways, you know, like yeah. Stomp or something. Yeah. Anyways, um, that some of those tickets were on eBay for like $200. Holy, because, oh, my word. The, yes, the one here article. or the one in Orlando? No, ours. Oh, of course, it's, yeah, they all sold out. Because they all sold out, which I hate. What's killing oh. me is, is this idea that, you know, we complain about prices, but then... Since there's so what what do we have in Southern California? You know what I, I don't know the number eleven million. I, the millions of people that as long as you have enough of them, there's enough demand for it. Then they can keep. So you you can't tell me they're not going to raise the price for next year when they sold out all, of all of them. Yeah, very true. Unfortunate, but very true. And so let's hey, well we can still keep charging it because they'll still keep coming. Well, and not only that and. Disney folks, you're not allowed to listen to this part. Shall we start taking bets about what prices for annual passports are going to be next year? Oh, don't get me started. I know, <laughs> but oh my word! I might drop down to a different level, well, and I, I do a podcast. You. I mean, sorry. So now that we're all depressed, now that we're all depressed. Thanks, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it wasn't Michael when the Wayne Wayne no, no, it. No, yeah, well, yeah, okay. I was talking about sandwiches, cheap sandwiches. Those are happy. <laughs> happy sandwiches. Yes, happy sandwiches. Uh, and so far, Fav- favorite Earl. Oh wait, out of all the ones I've been to, no, this yeah. is the actual, favorite sandwich. The sandwich. Favorite favorite sandwich. Okay, now I normally. What's interesting was I normally go and order the ones that I know because I don't want to waste my Earl experience or my sandwich on something I might not like. Right. 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 But I was able to try different ones because they were trying showing you different ones. Can I tell you the holiday sandwich with the turkey and the cranberry and the stuffing was pretty outstanding. Excellent. And I never Perfect. thought – like I would have never ordered it on my own, but I probably would now. Even my Fun. son, he just – that's really good. <laughs> I know. It's – it's yeah, it's it, – yeah. It, I was kind of blown away by it. I wasn't expecting it. Be that. I'm like, oh, well, here's my chance to try it, and it's a limited time only. So Nice. <laughs> Get out there, order it quick. But I still have to say my favorite Earl of Sandwich is the one in Planet Hollywood, not because of atmosphere, but because it's in a casino. And, of course, everything's better in a casino. <laughs> I mean, I can walk straight to Gamble, and that's why. But um, I actually thought the atmosphere, not to do a review, was – I thought it was nicer than the one in Orlando. It just seemed a little nicer. So Excellent. Uh, housekeeping, don't forget chat night, Wednesdays, 9 p.m. Pacific. Also, if you need to email, get a hold of us, uh, dlpodcast at wdwinfo.com or use the contact box on our homepage. And barring any other housekeeping, let's head over to Tony with the news. Okay, our first story. The Walt Disney Company has pumped more than $300,000 into local political campaigns particularly the city council race in Disneyland's hometown of Anaheim, according to campaign finance reports. Most of the money is funneling through political action committees that support specific contenders, 
rather than directly to the candidates themselves. The Disneyland Resort is Orange County's largest employer with 23,000 workers. Hotel bed taxes, especially around the Disney area, make up the largest chunk of the city's revenue. I did not know that. Campaign reports show that Disney has spent at least $340,000 on city campaigns and committees that support council candidates. Disney gave specific donations to four candidates for two open city council seats. Each received the maximum of $1,800 from Disney Worldwide Services Incorporated, the branch that makes campaign contributions. <laughs> they have a specific branch for that. I know. I guess they do. Yeah. Are they cast members? Hmm. Mm. Do they get to sign themselves in? Anyways, <laughs> um, Disney often contributes to multiple candidates in the same race who have viable campaigns and believe in business growth, the expansion of the resort district, and a strong local economy. <laughs> who said it? Susie Tom? Brown. Susie Brown, spokeswoman for the We Disney need to get her resort. on the show. We do. Disneyland Resort does not have its own political action committee, Brown said. Like many other businesses, we participate in the political process by contributing to regional efforts that support tourism, growth and development in the Anaheim Resort area. Our next story. So they, they give to a bunch of candidates just to... Yeah. Hey, remember when we gave you $1,800 to... Yeah, exactly. Okay. $1,800. Woo. I guess it's not surprising, but still, you just you just don't think that your wholesome little Disney company <laughs> is going to be get, is going to be knee deep in politics. Well, and of course, this is the, of course they are. Yeah, and it's the same Disney company that just threw out four billion dollars for Lucasfilm. So what? Obviously, they bought Lucasfilms. Oh, sorry. No, the one that you know, the movie, the film Lucas. Remember with Corey Haim? Oh yes, and oh, Charlie, right. Charlie yeah. Sheen. <laughs> I, I thought that it was. was. Like, yeah, I thought it was only worth like two billion, but I mean, it wasn't good. 80, <laughs> but, but yeah, they are a business, and I didn't realize that it where it said um, that uh, the uh, hotel bed taxes make up the largest chunk of the city's revenue. Jeez, I wow. never have put. Because, I mean, Anaheim's a huge city. You figure there's got to be some industry, but... Right. I mean, there's parts of Anaheim, if you go east on the 91, where how An- uh, Anaheim kind of jogs out there. There's there's industry, but I guess it's not like the bed taxes, so... I just, that was surprising to me. Okay, Knott's Berry Farm announced that construction will begin on three rides for the boardwalk area at the Buena Park venue. Oh, wow. Woo-hoo. Two new rides and one former ride will open in summer 2013 in the spot where Perilous Plunge ran until it closed after Labor Day. (laughs) That that was such a worthless ride. Sorry. Bless its heart. (laughs) Knott's has specialized in thrill rides in Camp Snoopy, a peanut-themed area geared for ages 3 to 11. The goal is that the new rides will fill the gap for slightly older visitors. We're going for families, said Jennifer Blasey, a spokeswoman for Knott's Berry Farm. There's a tween age that is not really ready for the high-speed coasters and too old for Camp Snoopy. The new rides include Coast Rider, a family boardwalk-style coaster will include, that will include 1,339 feet of track, including a 52-foot ascent and hairpin twists and turns. Nice. Surfside Glider. Visitors will pilot two-person gliders from 28 feet high, giving a bird's-eye view of the boardwalk bay. So, Dumbo. Yeah, sounds okay. okay. Um, Pacific Scrambler, which sounds yummy. <laughs> <laughs> Do they have that at Earl's Sandwich? Yeah, I know. That yes. sounds good. Um, the traditional... Can I get a side of bacon? Yeah, exactly. The traditional boardwalk ride is coming out of storage 
to resume operation in a new place in the park. Knott's Cruise took out the Scrambler to make space for Pony Express, which opened in 2008. So I can't even remember what the Scrambler was. Was that kind of like the... Probably, like like at the Carnival? That's what I'm thinking, if I'm not mistaken, but... Um, Knott's crew soon will begin preparing the area for rides and the foundation should be seen by March. Knott's has not set an opening date. The scrambler is that standard carnival ride. Yeah, you're right. That has, you know, the little arms that, you know, have the cars that swing around then. That's what I was thinking too. Well, they're bringing it back. I am surprised they even put that in storage. My word. They should have sold that to the county fair. Craigslist. Uh, Exactly. Wow. So they're resurrecting that. They're putting in what sounds like a scenic coaster like they did up in, um, well, up in Mall of America when it was Camp Snoopy up there. And then this this other ride. Interesting. Well, I find it interesting where it says we're going for families. There's a tween age that is not really ready for the high-speed coasters and too old for Camp Snoopy. To me, that was a shot across the bow at Disneyland. Okay. I think it's I, not a shot across yeah. the bow, but just yeah. saying, if we're talking about prices going up mm-hmm. and the economy, this I, I'm not a political uh, talking head, but the economy seems to be pretty stagnant. There's people saying, you know what, I can't afford Disneyland anymore. And so if you say, if you've got those kids that are, why don't I can't, you know, have that in between, them specifically saying, we're bringing three rides for that age group, I just find that interesting. Knott's continues to get good capacity numbers, their ticket prices, and especially their season pass prices Uh continue to be very reasonable, especially if you get it ahead of summertime. Yeah, I've thought of of getting a pass just because of the price. Agreed. I had one for eons. I'll just get it just for the... And they actually do have a really good brunch. I'm going to have to review that. And the barbecue is good over there, too. Yeah. That Fireman Barbecue that they have. It's one of the few parks where you can see a working steam calliope. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to hit that park and do some stuff. That would be fun. We we should do that. We should do, do a, <laughs> a Southern California podcast group tour over at Knott's. Yes, we should. We might be down there Thanksgiving weekend. Actually. Oh, no kidding? Yeah. I would do the uh, the brunch, actually. Yeah. It's only like five bucks more at something expensive. And those great boysenberry turnovers at the bakery. <laughs> Back to food again. What the heck? Back you know, food. I was thinking, it's just our favorite thing. We just ought to have the default food segment, you know? <laughs> it's not Earl of Sandwich or side of bacon or whatever. Bacon. Everything that was good with extra bacon. <laughs> well, you, that's going to be the, uh, they're going to, with Pacific Scrambler, the <laughs> add-on package is going to be the See? extra kit package. There you go. Social okay. And our final story, smoke puffing tractors and bouncing tires will adorn a Cars Land themed float in the New Year's Day Rose Parade this year. Ooh. Well, not this year, actually next year, because that well, was yeah, in Disneyland Resort is putting a float in the Pasadena Parade for the first time in seven years, the company announced. The design includes characters from the Cars movies, including Lightning McQueen, Sally, and Luigi. Scenes from Cars Land will also go on the float, including Ornament Valley, the Cozy Cone Motel, and Radiator Springs Racers. 
Moving parts atop the float will include a bubbling spring, waterfalls, and a spinning plane. The company's first appearance in the annual Rose Parade was a 1938 float to publicize Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. In 1966, Walt Disney himself rode as the parade's Grand Marshal. Around the park's 50th anniversary, Disneyland Resort had a float three years in a row, including the tallest float ever at the time, a 100-foot-high depiction of the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror attraction in 2004. Disney put that float on display in Anaheim shortly after the parade. The last resort-sponsored float was in 2006 with the theme of the most magical celebration on Earth. <laughs> Sorry. That's not gonna, yeah, they're not going to do a float called Limited, limited time. time Float. <laughs> yeah, limited Perfect. Time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a nice, interesting. I know Nancy would love this. Volunteers likely will be needed to decorate the float, but details have yet to be released, said John McClendon. Disneyland Resort Spokesman. Spokesman. So that would be a cool way to kind of... Yeah. All the different floats, they always need volunteers and... I bet you this is this float versus like the city of Altadena's float will probably mm-hmm. get a lot more volunteers. But see this go. little two foot patch? I put the gardenias yeah. in nice. that section. Oh. You're so cool. <laughs> and that's the news. Thank you, Tony. Time for rapid fire, Wayne. There is an event that's coming up pretty quick, so pay attention if you're interested. The Disneyland Resort often has special events when they release new art and merchandise items. Well, the Disneyland Gallery is going to be displaying some new Fantasyland-inspired art pieces. And as part of this, they are going to have an artist signing with several of the Disney Imagineers and artists. The new Fantasyland artwork was created by, and there's a lot of folks here, Imagineers Brian Crosby... Jim Crouch, and Jeremy Fulton, along with Disney-inspired artists Steve Adams, Jody Daly, we all know that name, Jeff Granito, Katie Kelly, Maggie Parr, Jimmy Pickering, George Scribner, Darren Wilson, and the artist called, I hope I don't mispronounce this, Yakonovic? The, the artwork will be available in a variety of different formats and includes original art, a limited edition Gliquet, and deluxe prints. Prices are going to vary. Now, to celebrate these offerings, the Disney Gallery will have an artist signing event for this Saturday, November 10th. So that's this coming Saturday. The signing is from 9 a.m. until 11 a.m. in the Disneyland Park at the Disney Gallery on Main Street, USA. Attending the signing will be the principal Disney Imagineers, Brian Crosby, Jim Crouch, and Jeremy Fulton, and the Disney-inspired artists, Steve Adams, Jody Daly will be there, Jeff Granito, and George Scribner. There is a limit of two items signed per guest per artist. So there's going to be a lot of opportunity to see these artists and see this new artwork and get some stuff. And I always like getting the artist signature. Now, is this is this a new exhibit at the gallery or is this just merchandise? 
this is you know how you know how they display extra artwork around the edges in addition to the main gallery right. exhibit they're doing. Okay. So in that outer area, I believe you the know sec- before the middle, you get the middle back, room. Yeah, yeah, that's I believe that's where this is going to be. So then we're getting a Fantasyland exhibit in the back. I haven't read anything about okay. that. Okay. I think this this seems to be going along with the castle. Are we still in castles? Uh, I think that I think yeah, I think that okay. is still running. Okay. Uh, and if they, and I, I think I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say I'm sure this is piggybacking onto the new Fantasyland thing out at Disney right. World. Right. I've heard about that. So I'm if sorry. This- I've seen some of the pieces and they, they, they look nice. They're, you know, they're not photographs. They are these, uh, ima- imagineered, inspired art pieces that they come out with from time to time. Um, th- one last point is, e- even though we know a couple of the artists, Disney also mentions that no personal items can be signed. So buy your artwork there, have it signed mm-hmm. there, and that's that's how they're running this event. Th- additionally, there are several of these kinds of artist signing events that's going to go on at the Disney Gallery in the next couple of months. I know that Jim Shore has got a couple of pieces coming out. One of them looks really cool. It's a... Um, um, Peter Pan uh, inspired piece. It's a, a little statuette of the. Those are the ones that are look like carved wood, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I forget the name of the line, but it's it's the the line that Disney brings out for all the purchasable take home art pieces that you can get there. So anyway, um, once I, again, yeah, I added a bunch of those to the events page on on the Diz. So there's. Three or four of those in November and December, different artists coming. So once again, if um, if our podcast comes out like it normally does on Thursday of this week, this event is this coming Saturday, so just a few days from the time when we air here, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. at the Main Street uh, Disneyland Gallery. Excellent. Thank you, Wayne. Um, I will go next. This is a quick one, something we didn't mention on last show, but we probably should have. Big Thunder Mountain Railroad will be down from January 7th, 2013 to October 30th, 2013. What? Oh, you hadn't heard this? Yes. Yes. This is major. Yeah, it's major refurbishment. If I if I learn all this stuff before, then you don't get that spontaneous. Oh, nice. Whoa! That yeah. I just gave you. <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm assuming we're getting a tear down and start over. It's going to go upside down. Yeah. Oh, it's, they're adding a loop. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Uh, then I'm going to go to Knott's Berry Farm for those tween rides because yes, I nice. can't handle those loops. Um, <laughs> there are a couple other significant refurbishments coming. Um, Mark Twain Riverboat for about three months. Phantasmic's going to be down a month and a half. Train uh, the River? It uh, looks that way. Yeah. Um, that's Phantasmic's January 7th to Valentine's Day. Uh, Mark Twain Riverboat starts on January 7th, goes through the end of March. Mm-hmm. Also over at California Adventure, everything's starting January 7th. Uh, Silly Symphony Swings, about a month and a half through the 17th of February. Grizzly Already? Ver- 
Yeah, or well, you know, yeah, maybe they'll accidentally not ever put them back up. Nice. I like them. <laughs> and... Yes, I like them too at the fair that I used to go to in 1958. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Jeez. 1958, nice. Uh, Grizzly River runs down two months, January 7th through February 28th. And I hear... Mary Jo's voice, she's joined us now, so how about your rapid fire, Mary Jo? Wait, Mary Jo, I didn't mean that personally towards you. I'm glad <laughs> you like it. I'm just angry that they put a ride like that in California Adventure. I don't want people to think I'm well, I guess I am mean. But I didn't mean to I didn't mean to jump on you that way, Mary Jo. It was more I, of jumping on Disney for the ride. I, I didn't take it personally until you mentioned it. You didn't mean to for me to take it personally. <laughs> no, no, <you> <laughs> now, now I take it now I take it super personally. Oh, okay. okay. Yes, but which is the ride you like better? The Silly Symphony Swings or, or Goofy, Goofy Sky, Sky School? School? Silly Symphony Swings. Oh yes. Yeah. Well See. Yeah. See. Yeah. That was from the fair in nineteen 19- uh, 70, 75, yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. Wild mouses go so far back. They go back I, to the original amusement parks. Back they when, were see, the like first how, roller coaster. See, like how I threw back, that back in, all up back in, you? And back in Wayne's Day. <laughs> exactly. Yes. And you pedaled. A pterodactyl would actually pedal <laughs> on, a, on a stone thing. And, yes. Like you are getting brutal now. I, I actually remember those rides when. I, there thought, was a, a I thought you just slid up. down the do- the dinosaur's tail. Oh, yeah, you're right. Oh, <laughs> I remember those rides, though. There is a little amusement oh. um, park in El Paso, Texas that we used to go to that had the swings and it had one of those little. Uh, what did you call those? My- not Mighty Mouse, those. Wild Mouse. Wild Mouse roller coasters. And oh, we used to love those. Every and time yes, I ride that. Yes, I did. Drive-in movie with my parents, and we sat in the back seat of our station wagon with our PJs on. So did we, mm-hmm. eating our burritos. Yeah, I'm, I'm old enough to have done that too. <laughs> now it's too bright. It's hard but to anyway, find drive-ins yeah. anymore. Yeah, well, it's, it's hard when the when the you can't see the screen because of the city lights. Yeah, leaving everything out, but and. I, I took the last uh, drive-in movie I saw was Jurassic Park with my kids. Oh. Kelly ended up watching. I, the movie had just started and she was on the floor of the car. And I'm like, nice. Kelly, she's like, I'm okay. She watched the whole. She just stayed there. She decided she wanted nothing to do with that movie. And um, I forget what the second feature was, but when we came home, my my dad was putting his clothes on, and I asked him because that I had a uh, got a divorce and I was living with my parents at the time. And I go, where are you going? He goes, I was going to go look for you. And I go, Dad, it's a double feature, and I'm with my oh children. Oh, boy. <laughs> but parents gotta, will always you care. You by dinosaurs. And <laughs> apparently there still is a drive-in in Riverside, California. That's what it says. Three screens, each lit with a double feature. And a $5 for ages 12 and up. FM stereo radio broadcasts. Mm-hmm. Flea markets to bought meat here on the weekend. Of course. That was the latest thing. Is that drive-in that they used in the movie Back to the Future still out there in Barstow? Uh, let's see. I'm, gonna, I'm on the, the Drive-In's California page. <laughs> it, was, uh, Barstow, it was around for a really long okay. time. I have no idea when this thing was updated because it looks like a very web 0.5 website. That's funny for tech people. Sort of web 2.0. Anyways, so um, like three people got that joke. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, Barso, it says that there still is one. 
Um, wait, going dark in 1987, it remained dark for nine years. It was then resurrected and relit in 1996 as a solo screen venue. Okay. Now that was also what 15? What are we six? What? How many ever years ago it was? So I'm, yeah. I'm not sure if it's still exists. The youth of today are missing out on a lot of fun. I know. I was trying to explain to my um my son that I went to a drive-in and. Trying to explain what it was like, so we have to find one. Yeah, I think they have them up at Big Bear. Set a projector out in the yard. And, yeah. No, it's <laughs> it's about being in the car and getting to fall asleep. If it's bad okay, set, in the, set a projector in the garage. That's okay. it. Turner. We need to take Stage Seventeen in California Adventure and turn it into a sci-fi dine-in. You're right. That's what we need. Well, wasn't that one of the proposals in the initial plan of Carsland? Was it? Yes. Well, why did they do it? Sweet. That's a great idea. Budget. Budget? Really? Yeah. Uh, let me remind you again. They just spent four, four billion, billion dollars for the film Lucas starring Curry Hanks. So <laughs> yes, but if you, say, if you look at what they paid for Pixar, this was actually a steal. They paid something like seven billion for Pixar. Pixar's still making movies, though. Well, they they have one in they have one uh, that they're planning right in a couple of years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and besides, they're going to reboot uh, THX eleven thirty eight, right? Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Just like they did Frank and me. Exactly. Yeah. Did you see it? No. I did. It was great. It hadn't been, hadn't done that well at the box office, but fun film. I imagine I'll see it on the cruise. That and uh, the the Wreck It Ralph one. You're going on a cruise? Oh, yeah, I'm going on podcast cruise 4.0. Oh, so if you're fun 4.4.0, say hi to Mary Jo. Come oh on. yeah. Well, what? In almost a month. Yes, I'm so excited. Can have a lot of fun. And if you're in, and if you're in. Um, Orlando, while you're listening to this podcast, say hello to Tony and I. Yeah. And we got way off topic. We're waiting for your rapid fire, Mary Jo. Oh, it's, it's not that rapid. It's, not slow. it's my slow fire. Um, over in New Orleans Square, Disneyland's continuing to make changes, and the one of the latest ones is the French Market Restaurant um, that's over by the train station is getting an extreme menu make- makeover. And they've got some new items that look really good. It looks like they're going to be specializing in lunch and dinner. And um, among their lunch items is going to be po'boy sandwiches. And for dinner, they have um, some nice uh, selections, including, let me see, they've got the New Orleans salad with lettuce, julienne yams, Granny Smith apples, caramelized pecans, lentils, and tart cherries. With a sweet citrus vinaigrette. Tart cherries, that, that's kind of like craisins, right? Craisins, yeah. Yeah, okay. I, yeah, I think so. Those, that's Right now, that's my favorite salad. We have something like that at work, and I eat it almost every day. So good. So I'm glad. Uh, I'm looking forward to that salad. And then they have a red beans and rice with andouille sausage. Looks like they're going for a more... Authentic. Uh, real, yeah, a more yeah. authentic New, um, New Orleans flair. They have a Cajun meatloaf made with beef, pork, turkey, and anjouli sausage mm. with veggies. Um, smashed potatoes, Worcester cream sauce. And they're bringing back the jambalaya, which is, you know, that's a really popular dish. It's really good. 
they're bringing that back, and they have um, the citrusy grilled chicken, but now it's going to be called the French Quarter Chicken. I noticed that they they're not having the um, the French oh not the French the chicken the fried chicken that they're not bringing that back. So if you, people who still like the fried chicken, they're going to have to go to Plaza Inn for that. But the French market has some really nice meals. Another one that they have that looks so good is the panko-crusted red snapper with veggies, red bliss potato wedges, and sweet pepper sauce. And it looks like they got rid of that ugly beef, too. Yeah. yeah. The generic gray beef. Yeah, mm-hmm. gray beef. Yeah. It, sw- it looks- Swanson beef. Yeah, they're, they're putting a little bit more um, unique yeah. uh, menus and health, on the healthier side is that, too. So um, they have some good selections coming up. You got your work, well, you got work, your work cut out for you, Tony. Well, I, haven't we figured out that I can't do this by myself? <laughs> come, you guys need to come with me and we need to eat, like, multiple times and then we can all try everything. And I know Mary Jill's like, well, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, my I'm excited because when I reviewed it way back, my whole complaint was this menu is average and it has the best atmosphere of, oh, yeah. I think, almost any counter service. And you've got the jazz right there and it's shaded and it's nice. How dare you waste this food on this location? And so this looks like they're, it, it might become a one of the best because I just yeah. – the, the menu sounds great. If you haven't eaten at the French market, I, I really do think it's a, kind of like a – it's a treasure in, in the New Orleans Square. It's a little bit less expensive. It's not as expensive as the uh, Cafe Orleans, which a lot of people tout as being a really good restaurant. The atmosphere, like Tony said, is great. They have the jazz musicians there. You can see the riverboat action in the uh, distance. The Haunted Mansion's there. The train is next to you. And you can drink the mint juleps also at that at that restaurant. This is good because that used to be one of the best places to go many, many years ago, and it really has fallen off the map in the last decade or so. I I, I hope this helps it come back yeah. again. Yeah. My my first grown-up meal at Disneyland was at the French Market. Aww. We yeah, it we had a we were on a tight budget, and we used to my mom would make sandwiches and we'd eat them in the parking lot back back in the day and I remember my cousins came out from Texas and they wanted to eat at the French Market restaurant and I thought oh my I've, I've never eaten real food at Disneyland before <laughs> and I never went back it's good awesome thank you Mary Jo uh, Tony okay there is a new album we already had the Cars Land album come out and now there's a new CD coming out on November 6th which would be depending on when you listen to this. Two days ago. That yeah. Two days ago. <laughs> so it's coming up. Well, it came this out this week. Yeah, it did. We're time traveling. And um, it's the music that's become a uh, – so the Cars Land music has been a favorite of cast members. Now they're coming out with the Circle Sessions, the music of Carte Circle. And for the first time, it's got jazz versions of great Disney songs selected from the soundtrack of the Carte Circle restaurant and lounge at Disney California Adventure. And um, John Dennis, the director of music production, said that he really wanted to capture music across all generations and breathe new life into treasured and familiar songs. Everyone involved wanted to allow the variations to weave a different tapestry for our guests. And so the songs that are going to be on it are A Dream is a Wish Your Heart Makes, from Cinderella, Be Our Guest from Beauty and the Beast, 
Everybody Wants to Be a Cat from the Aristocats. Winnie the Pooh from self-named Winnie the Pooh. Pooh. (laughs) Um, A a Whole New World from Aladdin, Alice in Wonderland from self-named Alice in Wonderland. Is the song Um, Alice in Wonderland? I guess so. He's a a tramp. Alice in Wonderland. You're just making that up. (laughs) No, that really is how the song goes. Okay. But it'll be jazz version. Um, he's a tramp, and you feel the love tonight. If I didn't have you from Monster Do those songs go together? Yeah, you're right, huh? Can you feel the love tonight? And he's a he's tramp. A tramp. <laughs> but then she leaves. Okay, Aww. yes. But then, and since he leaves, it's a mashup. He's a tramp. Yeah, since he leaves because he's a tramp. If I didn't have you, Aww. the next song. But, but then they, we have. But then they get back together <laughs> because the next song is Married Life from Up. <laughs> But I think married life wasn't as good as they thought because then the next song is Someday My Prince Will Come. <laughs> so maybe you regret. The cart before the horse, I guess. Yeah, and then finally everything ends happily with You've Got a Friend in Me from Toy Story. <laughs> the the big good. finale. Yeah, so there you go. <laughs> Excellent. Well, hopefully, hopefully they can keep that one in stock because the Cars Land one kind of disappeared off the shelves and they had to reorder and Yes, exactly. All right, thank you for your rapid fires. Time for the thread of the week, and Mary Jo made it just in time. Yeah, just in time. Well, this is the thread that won't die. Um, <laughs> called there, there, there are a few of those out there, aren't there? Yeah, there are. They, they, uh, they kind of go away, then they come back, and then people just have to respond. But this particular thread comes from fairy tale lover. He's been around, or she's been around since. I, I think it's a he. Though. It's a she. Oh, it's a she because it's. This, she lists sorry, her, her sorry, husband. Fairy tale yes. lover. <laughs> she lists her husband and her son. Okay. Yeah, yeah she's been um, on the disc since 2003, and she put Louis with a with a thumbs down. <laughs> Luigi's flying tires is a ridiculous ride and should be replaced. Wow, you got an f- opinion there, huh? That's <laughs> what she says, and then. That's just the title. Then she says, <laughs> first of all, this ride is just the flying saucer ride rehashed again, and those were a big failure. I don't understand why Disney decided to bring back a ride that didn't work the first time around. Not only is the turnaround on this ride ridiculously slow, so the lines are always slow and huge, but the ride itself is a coma inducing ride to boot. Even my six-year-old son thought it was boring. We have to lean in order to go anywhere, and that's not very fun. The ride is super slow, doesn't last long, and the whole throwing beach balls at each other idea is absurd. I heard that they recently got rid of the balls, so now you're just sitting there trying to lean here and there. (laughs) That would be like bumper car. They're just useless. I think they should take that ride out ASAP and come up with a better idea. The Mater ride is great. Lines go fast, and the ride is fun. They need to go back to the drawing board with this one. And then they have a picture of Wayne. I was going to say, it's too bad she didn't tell us how she really feels. <laughs> so, I, well, we brought this I hate to say it, but leaning is kind of the whole point, as Mary Jo and I found out. You really don't do anything without leaning. That is how you control the vehicle. And we had fun doing it, right? We had a blast. We were laughing the whole time. I, and I, I, I think we we all finally came to a consensus that it's what you make of it. Indeed. That's a good point. You know, I think at the beginning, so didn't one of our, uh, somebody on our team didn't care for it at the beginning. Was that you, Tom? That was me. Yeah. That was, okay. 
Well, and and a lot of it was the the loading and the unloading, and when I went, but when I finally went with my son one time, it's like okay, it's a different ride now, because you know it's like you're you you get a different feel when you're with your kid and you're playing you know playing with the beach balls and you know of course you're gone now, but yeah, well they got rid of the beach balls now, but I from from the people you know, I don't know about Walt Disney World, but People here feel are very protective of Disneyland, just in case anybody didn't notice. No. <laughs> <laughs> and so we have a lot of people coming on the thread. At least they were respectful, but who just out and out disagreed with her. There were a few people that agreed, but um, for the most part, people were saying basically what we're saying is what we're saying here in that the attraction is what you make of it. And if you go on there thinking that it's stupid, then a waste of time, then you're not going to have fun. I actually don't like, I know she was very negative on the ride. She has some valid points though. I'm not, I don't hate it. And I'm not like, you know, get rid of it and it needs to end now. But she has some very valid points. That's all I'm going to say. Like well, I could and- see them, I, and it, but I agree with you guys. I'm being totally political, but, um, <laughs> she does have some valid points. It's, it does. There's not a. You have. It takes a long choose time. Choose a side, Tony. Choose a side. Exactly. Tony. Why? You're, you're great. Why? What if I don't? The election's over. Choose a side. No, it's not. <laughs> How do I get elected without being? I'm gonna look. I'm gonna cut taxes and raise them at the same time. Thank you. So, <laughs> Congratulations, by the way, to yeah. whoever the president is on Thursday when this goes up. Oh, okay. that's true. <laughs> yes, but the electoral college doesn't meet oh, until yeah, okay, after yeah. this, so we may have voted, but. But no, I think she's got some valid points that that they could fix. But I don't think, I think the nostalgia of it's going to always keep it around. Has anybody been but, on it um, since they got rid of the balls? No, I'm. No. My nephews are coming out this weekend, so okay. I doubt that I'll be able to go to the gallery to see the paintings. Darn it! But I'm going to have a a 12 year old and a 10 year old who are dying to go to Cars Land, so we'll okay. be going on Check it, it and I can report back then. Excellent. And, I'll, and like I said, I'll have the 12 and 10 year olds, so I'll, Auntie Joe will um, have their <laughs> perspective. Excellent. All right, thank you for the thread of the week. That is going to do it for this segment of the Diz Unplugged. Be sure to catch our other Disneyland segments this week, and of course, we'll be back again with you in two weeks. Until then, remember Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening. Bye.